Hey mamas, have you ever looked at the back of your prenatal vitamin and wondered if you were truly getting everything you need? I know I didn't when I was pregnant. Well today, I want to share with you the number one prenatal I suggest to all my doula clients, friends, family, and you, women of strength. It's by a company called Needed. I honestly don't think I was the only one that didn't really understand just how important certain nutrients were for myself or my growing baby. And that is why I love Needed. They have gone above and beyond to create solid products, not only that have the key nutrients, but will also have the optimal amount. Don't be overwhelmed picking a prenatal. Check out all of Needed's products, including their prenatals, pre-probiotics, immune support, and more at thisisneeded.com. Enjoy 20% off by using code VBAC20. Hey, it's Julie here, your co-host for the day of the Back Link podcast. I am joined by Megan Heaton, the ever wonderful, always amazing, mm-hmm. always uplifting and inspiring. Um, Matt, did I already say your name? I freaking went on a tangent. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's so fun. When we were just talking about it, I was like, Julie, you you lead the episode today. And kind I of out of did, rhythm. Ah, it's great. You did a great job. <laughs> we are here today. Um, we were just hashing over topics that we could talk about and something that I am working through always on my life and different things that we could possibly introduce today. And we landed on the topic of radical acceptance. And I think we're going to tell you about why we chose that topic here in just a little bit. But I'm really excited today um, because birth is complicated. And I feel like everyone coming here in this space with us has probably had a complicated birth or witnessed a complicated birth. Hello, birth Mm -hmm. workers. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and what happens when you just can't get over it or overcome it. But before we do any of that, um, before I ramble on my merry little (laughs) way today, Megan's going to read a review for us. (laughs) Ah, yes. Okay. So we have this review from Apple podcast and this is from our friend Tiffany. And she said, be back after two cesarean as the subject said, after two C-sections, I doubted if I was, if it was possible to be back for my third I listened to your podcast my entire pregnancy, and it gave me the strength and the knowledge to advocate for myself. I changed my provider three times before finding a supportive OB. My third baby came into this world on her due date with a successful VBAC after two cesarean, and I couldn't thank the VBAC link enough. Oh, I am so happy for you, Tiffany. Huge congrats. This podcast is literally meant for exactly that, to give you the knowledge, to give you the strength, to just give you the connection in this community. This community is so beautiful, so vulnerable, and obviously so near and dear to both mine and Julie's hearts. And that that is exactly what we want this podcast to do, to build you up, to strengthen you, to educate you to go on and have the birth that you desire. And if you don't get the birth that you desire, have a better birth outcome, right? Like we just, we don't have to have a VBAC in order to have a better birth outcome. I think that's really important to talk about too, you know, like through this podcast, I mean, we share all of it. We share CBAC stories and elective, you know, um, inductions and all of these things. Because we know that one size does not fit all. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today in the episode. 
Yep. I love that. And Megan's going to get a little bit vulnerable. I am. I'm going to talk about something <laughs> that I don't think is fully opened up to yet. Years later. You are tuned in to the VBAC Link Podcast with Julie Frankham and Megan Heaton. VBAC moms, doulas, and educators here to help you get inspired for birth after having a C-section. Together, they have created a robust VBAC preparation course along with this uplifting podcast for women who are preparing for their VBAC. Although these episodes are VBAC specific, they encourage all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a cesarean from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here are your hosts, Julie and Megan. All right, here we are. It is so interesting to me how I'm getting old now. Like I know that like everyone's like, oh, you're not old. I'm 38 though. And I'm feeling it like, oh my gosh, I can't even like come home from a birth now without like creaking my bones into the shower and then into bed. Like I, I'm feeling it. And I know 38 is really not that old, but I feel like um, I look at my friends who are like 28 and I'm 38. That's 10 year difference. Right. And I'm starting to see like some differences in myself self and them just just in the you know just based on like the time lived the amount of yeah. life lived right and the amount of time mm-hmm. spent on this you know twirling rock in the universe and yeah. um it's interesting because i i know it's not a secret here that i've done, had a huge mental health journey over these last few years and i feel like a lot of that has helped me grow and evolve as a human and maybe I'm a little bit older and wiser than I was when I was 28. Oh my gosh. I hope so. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I've come a long way since then, but I wanted to talk or we wanted to talk today about something that term that I learned in therapy called radical acceptance. And, and I'm just going to kind of get right into it. I don't know. Do you want to like say anything, Megan, before? (laughs) Yeah. So are you going to define it? Cause it's say like, you know, radical acceptance like that is something that it it can be defined as the ability to accept situations that are outside of our control without judging them right which in turn reduces the suffering that is caused by them and i think julie i mean i think what we talked about before you should just start out right out of there and talk about radical acceptance and how you learned about it and came about yeah well i mean gosh i just i love it i remember when i was going through my big trauma processing journey a few years back like that's when i really learned this term radical acceptance radical acceptance and i and i love it because radical acceptance is like you you just you have to stop fighting reality you stop responding like with impulsive behaviors or destructive behaviors and when things aren't going the way you want them to or looking back on the way things happen right like and you got to let go of the bitterness that can be keeping you trapped in this cycle of suffering, right? And like to truly accept the reality, to truly, to like radically accept the reality, we have to understand the facts about the past and about the present, like what's going on now, even if they're uncomfortable or if there's something that we didn't want to happen or don't want to be happening, um, we can like examine the cause of these this suffering that we have encountered or the events surrounding that or all the situations that we went through there that have caused us pain or are causing us pain but we but by radically accepting them and stop fighting them and stop living in this cycle of suffering we can be we're better equipped to move forward into a life that is better and that is more promising and more hopeful and causes us less anxiety and less pain 
And I feel like it's just all about like embracing things as they were, embracing things as they are, and being able to live in that, even though you haven't changed any of it. And I was telling Megan before we started, I'm I I saying this, I'm like, this is a perfect example. Like I will never, ever, ever know, ever know if my cesarean was necessary. I won't. Like I think I can list ways of that uh, reasons why it probably was. And I can also list reasons why it probably wasn't. And I'm just never, ever, ever, I can say ever so many times. I will never, never, ever, ever for certain whether it was necessary or not. Was my induction necessary? I think so. But I mean, I don't know, really. And that used to really bother me because I'm a very analytical person. I like fakes, fakes, fakes and data facts and data and all of the things I like to know with certainty things. I do. And that is something that I, I won't ever know. And I'm okay with that. And I feel like getting to the point of being okay with not knowing and not, and with the possibility with the, with the certainty that I will never know is very freeing. It's freeing. I feel free. I am not haunted by it. It doesn't keep me up at night. It doesn't. Um, and, and kind of beyond that, moving beyond that, I know that I am a good mom, even though I didn't know everything that I wish I would have known going into my first birth. I have radically accepted the fact that I didn't know there were things I didn't know. And it's okay. I'm okay with that fact. I have radically accepted the fact that I cannot be a, that I am not a human superwoman that can juggle all of the things in my life that I need to, my kids, my husband, my birth photography, doula work, the VBAC link, all of these other things, right? I had to drop those things and I had to radically accept that I could not keep going in a life that I was doing. And it doesn't mean that anything's changed. My C-section, though, is the way it was. There's nothing going to change there. But I have changed the way that I've thought about it and the way that I re- that I re- continue to receive it and the way that I respond to those circumstances. And I feel like that's what radical acceptance is all about. And you can't just like turn on a switch and be like, all right, radical acceptance, shoink. But I feel like if you move forward with the desire of that radical acceptance, then that will impact how you respond physically and emotionally to the thing that you're trying to accept. I don't know if that makes sense or not. No, yeah, it does. And this this is going to apply to all things, right? In all things in life. But it's it's really hard because like you said, it's not just a shoink, as you say, light switch on and off. It's not just like, okay, it's gone. I accept it. Moving on. It's not like that. And it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of mind power and will how you mm-hmm. have to you have to be okay to let it go to let the attachment to the painful past or the pain that you are holding on to go because really what is happening in so many ways is that pain is overcoming you it's taking over you like julie said like she's not staying awake all night thinking about it she's not you know it's not consuming her thoughts anymore and she's let it go and it's in a healthy it's like okay this happened it's not what i wanted 
It's not what I would have chosen, but it happened. And I don't know if it was needed. I don't know. I really don't know. But I'm going to accept that it happened and I'm moving on. Right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I think that's so important to know that you can't expect yourself to just do it. Right? But like, yeah, but it can be done. So yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, I feel like I feel like another simple way to say it, and it's not simple, but like a simple way to say it is understanding what you have control over and what you will never have control over. Like I can control how I respond to things. I can control how I do my self-care. I can control whether I meditate or not. I can control mm-hmm. um, what type of clients I take on and what, what my travel radius is. And I can control what provider I choose. I cannot control what provider I chose. It's already happened. I cannot control how Megan thinks or acts about any situation. I cannot control one of the things that I think the radical acceptance term that really clicked the first thing I would ever like radically accepted was um, my sister-in-law and I butt heads a lot sometimes. And it's gotten better over the last year and a half because I (laughs) have radically accepted that she is the way she is. And it took me a long time. It sounds easy, but it took me a long time where I just don't worry about it anymore. She does this. She says this. I don't worry about it. I can, I interact with my children the way I want to interact with them. I teach them how to mm-hmm. treat other people. I respond to people how I do. I know how to treat other people. I try my best to treat other people well. Um, although I'm not perfect at it because we are none of us are perfect, but just radically accepting it. And I just remember the day where I was just like, yes, she is the way she is. And like, I'm okay with that. And it, it felt like a light switch at that time, but it was a lots of, things building up right. to that moment. Right. And I feel like I am, I, I kind of almost feel like we should probably say that we're not medical professionals. We're not mental health professionals. We're just talking about our real life experiences. And so I feel like if you have things that you need to process through, you should see a therapist or you should see a mental health professional, somebody that can really help you. Megan, I just sent you over an article. Yeah, um, I have and, it. And yeah, you can link really, it. What is reality? Yeah. Like yeah, what is I know. reality acceptance? Yeah. So drop this in the show notes. I feel like this has got lots of helpful tips there, but I want to kind of skip to the end where it says 10 steps for practicing radical acceptance. Yeah. I'm using DBT and DBT is just a different type of therapy, but I feel like the first one is so, so such a big deal. And I could go on off another therapy tension, but I won't. But the first one is observe that you're fighting against reality. Like it shouldn't be like this. Every time you say I should, or I shouldn't, or he should do that. My doctor should know better. I should do this. You know, my kids should go to bed. Like those are, those are requirements that you have for the world and requirements are not usually healthy, right? They're just not. And I could go off on a whole thing, but I won't. I should do this. Oh, he should that. I shouldn't feel like this. I shouldn't feel sad. I have a healthy baby. I shouldn't feel sad about it. No, that's a requirement. And that is fighting against reality. You're fighting against reality when you say things like that. And so that's a sign that you, yeah, it's a sign that you're fighting against reality. And so I feel like sometimes awareness is the first part of it, right? Like, or um, so-and-so shouldn't post triggering things like that. Those things trigger me. They mm-hmm. shouldn't be posting that. They should post a trigger warning with their comments. Those are all signs that you're fighting against reality, right? Mm-hmm. Some type of reality that exists somewhere inside of you. And then the second thing is just reminding yourself, like when those things happen, 
instead of sitting with that, it shouldn't be like this. She shouldn't have said that. Instead of sitting with that, remind yourself that that reality, you cannot change it. You are not in control of it. And sometimes just that awareness being like, oh, I'm doing this. Okay. No, you're right. Like, this is fine. Like, it's not going to change. I can't change this. I have no control over that. Those are all, those are, that's like the first step into like your little radical acceptance path. But the next, I'm just going to read through the rest of these really quickly. And I highly recommend that you sit with these if you can, but acknowledging that acknowledge that something led to this moment, like something happened to you to lead you to have this kind of response, right? Um, the next one is practice acceptance with not only your mind, but your body and spirit. So be mindful of your breath, your posture, and use your skills, like your self-care skills, use half smiling and just like take deep breaths. Like that's a big thing for me. Like I take deep breaths when I feel like that those sensations that tightening and tensing um, in my body. Um, the next one is list what your behavior would look like if you did accept the facts and then acted accordingly, right? Like mm-hmm. um, imagine what it would be like if these things didn't bother you, right? That's yeah. so, how would you look? How would you feel? How would you be yes. like your everyday life? How- how would your environment change? How would, how would your, how would your body feel? How would your, you know, how would your breath feel? Plan ahead with events that seem unacceptable and then plan how you should appropriately cope. Oh my gosh. Every time for family dinner, one time we go to my in-laws for a Sunday dinner every other Sunday. And it was like every Sunday dinner going in is like, see my sister-in-law when, you know, we've had moments mm-hmm. where we've been grumpy with each other and moments where we've been fine, but like during those grumpy stages, I'm like, I like, I like walk in like bracing for a fight. But like, <laughs> but when I became aware and was working on my radical acceptance, I would just like meditate before, breathe deeply on the way in and walk in with a posture of light, lightheartedness and airiness. And it helped so much. But um, remain mindful of your physical sensations because your body will respond before your mind catches up to what's going on. So being more mindful of your body is so important. Um, embracing feelings of disappointment, sadness, or grief. Like it's okay to have those sad feelings and those hard yeah. feelings. It's okay. And you should sit with them. You should sit with them and explore them and let them um, move through your body, but don't stay there. Don't stay there with them forever. And then acknowledge that life is worth living, even when there is temporary pain, you know, things are worth moving forward and moving through. Um, And then the last one is if you find yourself resisting, complete your pros and cons exercise to better understand the full impact of your choices or your experience. And I feel like all of those things, wherever you're at in the process, moving through these steps or these little feelings are going to help you grow and become better. And you're going to be released from these things that are burdening you, this reality that you, that you don't like, or that you don't accept, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's the same as radical acceptance. Doesn't have to mean that you agree with what happened. Yes. And you don't have to endorse it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't even but, mean you have to like it. Right. But it gives you a chance to accept things and not fight against it because it is insane how much we don't realize that sometimes these things will bring us down yep. right they're going to bring us down and there are many times that, i mean we were talking right before we started recording just about sometimes it's not even to us right like as birth workers we see things and we're like no you know yeah. <laughs> or we are we here we have friends and we're like no don't do that or you know but like we can't control them And Mm -hmm. we have to know that we can't control them. And it's okay that we can't control them. We may not agree with the choice that they are making, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. We have to accept that 
That is the choice that they feel is best for them. That is what they're doing, whether or not we would do that or not. I want to take a quick moment to hear about our partner, Needed, the leading women's health supplement brand recommended by nutritionally trained practitioners. Needed was founded by two incredible mamas who were navigating their fertility journey. They were shocked to realize that 97% of women take prenatal vitamins, yet 95% of us are nutrient deficient. Is that not eye-opening or what? Getting the right prenatal vitamin is super important. So how do we know which one's best? While most perinatal supplements include the bare minimum, of the nutrients women and babies need, Needed has all of your needs covered from your prenatal vitamin to pregnancy-specific pre- and probiotic, immune lactation and nausea support, as well as supplements that help us with our protein needs, balancing our blood sugar, and postpartum healing. Needed's complete plan delivers unparalleled nourishment for every phase, whether you're thinking of conceiving, pregnant, postpartum, or deeper into your mommy years like me, these supplements are amazing. I take the collagen protein every single day and absolutely love it. Learn more about Needed's complete line of perinatal and women's health supplements at thisisneeded.com. Use code VBAC20 for 20% off. That is VBAC20 at thisisneeded.com. So kind of in the beginning, Julie was talking about like, I will never, ever know if my cesarean was truly necessary. And something that uh, when we were talking about this is like, I'm never going to know blank, 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 right? And I don't know if I've ever really deeply talked about a part of my birth story that happened and that does affect me. And it doesn't, you know, it's really hard for, like, as I'm learning about this radical acceptance, it's like, have I, have I done radical acceptance? Have I practiced this? Or is it still eating at me? And I think it probably is still eating at me. I probably fully haven't, I'm, I'm working that way. And I'm waiting for my light switch to go on and off, but (laughs) I'm working up to, it's like my light switch is half on. Reminds me of like, hypno babies you know like <laughs> like it's my light switch is it's dimmered it's it's coming down but it's still there and so yeah i'm gonna open up to you and just tell you guys i don't i mean i really don't julie no i don't think i've ever talked about this but i know of so as you I'm so curious <laughs> um, sorry go yeah, sorry <laughs> so you're just fine so after i had my son webster he is my VBAC after two cesarean baby I was so happy. I was so happy. And I will never forget that moment of like, you guys, I did it. And just ugly crying, screaming, right? And -hmm. looking around the room and everyone, not a dry eye in the room, looking at me, just smiling from ear to ear. And then what happened after is what I maybe need to work on accepting. I remember sitting there holding my baby and hearing everyone talking. And then all I heard was, yep, I heard ringing just like that in my ears, high, high pitched. My ears were just buzzing. I'm sitting on like a horseshoe thing, right? Like holding my baby. We're waiting for my placenta. 
and I'm hearing it and it's like getting louder. Hmm. And then everybody started going fuzzy. And I wasn't, I mean, I woke up on the floor, covered in blankets, confused. My husband said, you passed out. And I said, okay. I said, I thought I was going. I, uh, it was like, I knew what was happening, but I didn't want to say anything. You know, he said, I looked over because he was right behind me. He's like, I looked over your shoulder and your arms just went limp. And so I hurried and grabbed the baby and said, you guys, she's passing out. And I pass out. I'm on the ground. I wake up and I'm like, what just happened? Right. And everyone's still so happy. They're not acting really any different. They're just like, you passed out. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I did just go through a really long labor, 42 hours of labor, pretty intense mm -hmm. pushing. You know, I, I, okay. I hadn't eaten a ton. I hadn't eaten a ton the day before either because I was not feeling very good. Anyway, so I was like, okay, cool. And then I have phone is handed to me and they're like, you're, chiropractor's on the phone you gotta tell her and so i'm like oh and so i'm like telling her how i did it and i'm like so excited and like back to normal right like but laying on the floor i guess pushing out a placenta i don't remember right and then they're like okay like i hang up on the phone and they're like okay like let's get you to the bedroom i'm at the birth center i'm like okay great so we stand up we go to the we're walking to the bed and I'm not feeling very good. I'm feeling really funny. And my heart rate is, I can just feel my heart. It's like pounding. And I, I, I think I made it to the bedroom and I was in the bed and I just remember not feeling very good. And they were like taking my vitals and I had some kind of, my vitals were off, but I was like, just so happy. I was so elated and I was nursing my baby and he latched really fast and I was so happy. And and then they're like, okay, like we got to get you to the bathroom. This is like a couple hours. Later. They like kind of fed me some food and I was hoping like maybe my blood, it was my blood sugar or something. Right. And anyway, they fed me my food and I, they're like, okay, yeah, let's go to the bathroom. So I get up and before I know it, I'm waking up and I wake up. And the first thing I say is I'm on the ground again. And they're just like, yeah, what? you just passed out again. Did you know this, Julie? Okay. So it's kind of ringing a bell a little bit, but uh, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. So you don't remember all of it. Yeah. Well, I remember like, anyways, I remember other little parts, but maybe you're, I just don't want to get ahead of you, but go ahead. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm on the ground again. They're like, yeah, you just passed out again. And I was like, that's weird. So I kind of like just sit on the ground. We're talking about like random stuff. You guys, like I still remember to this day, like, Serial podcast, like a non sayed. If anyone likes crime, like that was like my favorite <laughs> podcast. And I was like, "What do you guys think? Is is a non guilty or is he innocent?" Like you know, I'm, we're just like talking about all this random stuff, and they're probably thinking like, "What?" But like, it was like my fight or flight mode was like, I can't deal with what is happening right now. I have mm -hmm. to talk about something else, and mm -hmm. so we talked about that. And we talked about like just such random stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling better. Like I had like sat up and I was like, I'm feeling really good. And so I sat up, went to the, walked to the toilet, sat on the toilet. And I was like, I'm going again. I could feel it, communicated it. 
my doula has been run over. I'm like literally falling off the toilet. Oh and gosh. I wake up to um it's like an alcohol swab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my doula had like an alcohol swab in my nose. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I was like, what the heck? You know, like this is what is happening? And so anyway, I go to the bathroom, I go back in, and I'm just not doing very well. My vitals are not good. My my pulse is like really high, and my heart rate was actually really low. Mm-hmm. And my blood pressure was low. And anyway, I'm actually showing signs of shock, is what I'm mm-hmm. showing. But it's not like it's not clicking in my head. What in the heck, right? And so needless to say, I go home. I'm not doing really well. The next day, I'm really not doing well. I am white as a ghost. I have like this weird, crazy thing. I stand up. I've got ringing in my ears. Mm. I feel like garbage. I'm very dizzy. I can't get my breath. It's just really, really weird. And anyway, I go to the hospital because I had gone to the the midwife actually the day the next day, and we did blood draw. And she's like, "Yeah, you're you're blood, you're low." like you've got low blood counts and i was like okay so then yeah it was like fourth of july i'm really not feeling good we go to the hospital do my blood test and the doctor comes in and has a very serious face and i'm actually really mad it's the fourth of july Mm -hmm. i just had this beautiful v-back and i'm in the hospital emergency room without my baby okay without my baby my mom's here with my baby and I'm pissed and I'm like, what the heck is happening? So he comes in and he's got this very serious look on his face and he says, well, we're going to have to run some more tests. And I said, oh, okay. And so what's going on? He said, well, half your body's blood is missing. And I said, well, I see, I remember this. This is the part that I remember. Yeah. yeah. And he said, half your body's blood is missing. And he said, you said you're not really bleeding right and i said no I'm like like but you know after i have a baby i was i was bleeding but it was not like bad you know and i was, I was like no yeah I'm like pretty normal he's like okay he's like well we're gonna start doing some tests to see if we can find internal bleeding like if you're bleeding internally so okay so anyway we did all these tests we can't find my blood it's gone it's <laughs> missing i have no blood right half my body's blood i look like a ghost I feel terrible. I can't function very well. And he's like, can't find it. We don't know. Like, you're not bleeding internally. You're not bleeding externally. We have no idea what's happened to you. I'm like, okay. So they said, you need four bags of blood. Two blood transfusions. Two bags each. And I don't know why. It freaked me the heck out. It was a lot of someone else's blood. And I know we've come a long way. <laughs> I thank all the donors. I thank all the donors out there, but it freaked me out. And so I actually declined. And to this day, I need to accept, have radical acceptance. I question, why didn't I get blood? I would have felt better. Why wouldn't I have done forever that? to feel better? It did. It took me forever. I mean, I was still back. I mean, my levels were back to pretty much normal, just above normal at six weeks, which everyone told me wouldn't happen. Sorry, uh, I'm weird. Yes, everybody, I ate my placenta. Um, I did this <laughs> encapsulation. I swear I helped, but 
I mean, everyone told me I was crazy. They're like, you're not going to be able to breastfeed. You're not going to, I mean, you're in bad shape. You're really bad. And I didn't do it. But so I have that, like, why didn't I do that? But all in all, I still have this, what in the heck happened to me? Mm -hmm. What happened? How did that happen? Why did that happen? Where, like, how does someone lose half their body's blood? And just don't know where it and goes. don't know it wasn't, where it went. You did a hemorrhage afterwards. No, like it, no, I had very little normal blood yeah. loss after. Anyway, so I have lots of question. I have lots of hypothesis, hypotheses. Hypotheses. <laughs> hypotheses. I have a lot of things like, could this have happened? Could this have happened? I don't know. Maybe this happened. And some days, Julie, it does take over my mind and I get mm. angry and I get confused. And I sometimes question my team. Like, is there something that they know that they're not telling me? Mm. I, I don't know. I have, I struggle. Right. Mm. And so I need to practice radical acceptance, acceptance yes, because that did happen to me. And it is frustrating because I did say that. So the, the signs of lack of acceptance is this isn't right. It's not fair. Yeah. It shouldn't be like this. I yeah. can't believe this is happening. Why is this happening to me? Why did mm -hmm. this happen? Right. And I have all of those feelings still. It's not yeah. fair. I had this beautiful V-back. Now I have this shitty, yes, I'm saying the word shitty on the podcast, postpartum experience. It was really hard. And I was mad. Yeah. I, I was mad. And I couldn't believe it was happening. And it shouldn't be like this. I should be screaming from the rooftops. You guys, I had my vaginal birth after two cesareans. But instead, I could barely walk. Right? Like... So I need to practice like these, this radical acceptance. I need to recognize these signs and I need to get better because I am angry with the situation. I'm confused. Yeah. And I feel stuck. I feel stuck. What happened, right? But mm -hmm. like you don't know if your cesarean was ever necessary. I may never know what happened to me. You will never know where all your blood went. I will <laughs> never know where all my blood went. Nope. I will never know why I was ringing in my ears and passed out three times after I had, well, yeah, it was three times after I had him, right? I'll never mm -hmm. know. So I have work to do. And it's we okay. We all have work to and do. As I say, it's okay if you have work to do too. Women of strength. We all have work to do. Just like Julie said, we have to take one step at a time, moving forward and working through it and letting go of the painful past mm -hmm. of the unknown. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have something to say. Um, surprise. My <laughs> therapist, he is like obsessed with his wife, like obsessed. Like you couldn't like want anyone to be more obsessed with you, right? If you were mm -hmm. married to this guy. And um a few months ago, she came to him and she wanted a divorce. Like they are getting divorced now. Oh my 
Gosh. I know it was like took everybody by storm. Like I was like, what is happening? Anyways, the details are not important, but um he came to one of our trauma support groups the other night. He's not affiliated with the company anymore, but he just came because um, I told him to come and he listens to me because I'm his favorite. <laughs> um, and we were all going around the room, like sharing how we were doing and he wasn't going to share. But, like I, everyone got done and I was like, cause I came a little bit late and I was like, oh, did I miss when he was going to, did I miss his check-in? And he said, oh no, I wasn't going to share. And then um, somebody else came in and then they shared. And then he said, you know Actually, I, I think I will share. And he's like, anyways, he has some concerns for sharing or not. And he decided to share. And what he said, I think will always like stay with me. But while he was sharing, he said, this is the most pain I have felt in a long time, Mm -hmm. but I am, I am sitting with it and I am letting myself feel it because I know it is the fastest way for me to get through it. Mm. and that I was like, yes, like, yes. Like sitting with that pain and that hurt and that uncomfortable is hard. It is so hard. So, so, so hard, but allowing yourself to sit with it and feel it and hurt and suffer Mm -hmm. is going to be the fastest way for you to get through that suffering. It's going to shorten the amount of time you have to suffer and it's going to stop it from controlling your life maybe not right now probably Mm -hmm. not right now but as you move on as you go throughout your life if you don't let yourself sit in that pain and struggle then it will continue to control you and you will continue to be miserable and i just thought that that was so like impactful he said that like i know that's the fastest way for me to get through this is to feel it and that's scary, right? It is scary. That's scary to say, I am going to open up and I'm going to welcome this pain. And be vulnerable. I'm going to be vulnerable. receive it and hurt from it. Yes. And women of strength, as you are going through your births, you may run into this where you feel cheated or lied to. Or you feel you're, you're starting to question your own decisions or whatever or you know we've had a undesirable birth outcome or experience and they hurt they sting Mm -hmm. they sting but it's okay to one sit with it like she said and to be vulnerable and be mad or angry you know sad to let those it's okay to feel the feelings And then it's okay to have radical acceptance and move on. And it's okay if it doesn't happen overnight. So I love yep. that. He sat with it. It's the fastest where he's sitting with it. It yeah. is the fastest way for him to heal. And yeah, because he's a therapist, right? Like hurting. he obviously knows a thing or two. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, but sometimes it's hard, like even when we know. Even when we know. Yeah. Yeah. So as you walk away from this episode today or drive away, wherever you're listening, (laughs) we hope you know that we love you. We love you and you need to love yourself too. Offer yourself grace. Sit with it. Sit with it and find radical acceptance. 
We wish that for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you like to be a guest on the podcast? Head over to the vbacklink.com slash share to submit your story. For information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, the worldwide database for VBAC doulas, and more, head over to the vbacklink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC link.